It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. And I look back at this and I realize that something horrible had happened. I basically cheated my way into the postseason squad into the seventh man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Cap and Cork Beer, Wine, and Spirits, with 15 locations in Fort Wayne and New Haven. In good spirits, in good company. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests over four different episodes to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest. Welcome to Flavor of the Week, Part 3. I'm Kyle Hyman here with Father Daniel Neeser. Hello. We are on our third IPA. This is the Hazy Hero, Hazy IPA from Revolution Brewing. Where's Revolution out, out of? I forget. Michigan? Chicago, Illinois. Oh, okay. Cheers. Cheers. It definitely is hazier. Yeah. Like if you, you look. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know what the hazy means though. <laughs> I wish I knew. I was like. Like cloudy. Kyle asked me, yeah. what do you want to do for the flavor of the week? I'm like, well, alcohol sounds good. <laughs> what have I been? <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of IPAs last year, but honestly still haven't really learned anything about them. Yeah. It just tastes good. Yeah. I like that you are writing these down and keeping it. This is like a, a flight here you've got yeah so we've got five trying. well five different beers four different topics yeah. for a flavor of the week so next one we'll have to double up we'll have to do two of them okay and uh so i've got them all written <laughs> down in front of me so i can compare each one because i haven't finished all of them yet uh-huh. or any one of them <laughs> so what, what do you think so far what's first impression good still better so the last one we had the founders all day which was just to me just way too neutral okay i guess i'm leaning more towards i don't know some sort of um of a different just flavor and i don't know what it is is this Um, not quite there yet no no i think it's good better than the i I feel like this one's got a little bit more you were talking about citrusy yeah got a little bit more of that fruity yeah i I think so yeah, it's good. That's all. That's about all it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, two topics left: running and bringing people back to the church. Yeah. Which should we tackle first? Let's do running. Okay. Just get the mundane out of the way. So, did and you run in high school? Ran in high school. When did you start competitive running? High school. Okay. Yeah. Could, I did, I did oh, also. Oh no! I mean, middle school. I guess. Did you? Technically, yeah. I ran cross country track. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in middle school. That's not technically that. <laughs> I pretty is that competitive? I guess you, I guess you can be competitive in middle school, but for me, it was never. I grew up playing so many different sports. Mm-hmm. It was just everything. I don't know. I don't know how it was possible, but I just remember I would always have just a docket of like at least two or three sports going on at one time in my life. Yeah, um, and um, looking back at that, do you think that was a little ridiculous? I was probably overdoing it or do you look back at that and say that's was the best decision i ever made oh no it's made well, me who i, mean, I am it was, well is what my parents wanted or <laughs> well i liked it yeah, yeah they must have they I encouraged mean, it. they encouraged it uh-huh. 
supported your and I was a good I was a good athlete I was able to pick up sports well so that's just what what we did Mm -hmm. uh but out of all of the the different things that I did soccer baseball tennis swimming out of all of that uh jump roping oh that's right jump uh, roping yeah (laughs) uh basketball was like the that was my that was my main sport basketball was number one basketball was number one and I was good too. Mm-hmm. At least I thought I was up until high school. Uh-huh. If you look at my parents, you've got <laughs> my dad who I don't know exactly the kind of the the dimensions, but but we're talking about a big a big man. Okay. He's one of six boys who are all just big football players. Okay. And so so just a big guy. Uh-huh. And then you've got my mom who is completely opposite. So small, very thin. And, and I I guess I'm kind of like the mix. I've got a little bit of my dad's height, just a little bit. I'm not super tall, but tall enough. And then just slender, just very thin. Uh So growing up, getting into high school, you know, I, I was really good at basketball, but then all of a sudden something happened. Like I got into high school and like all these guys are huge and I'm just this, I didn't, I didn't break a hundred pounds till I was a junior in high school. <laughs> wow. Like what is wrong with this body? So, so what about height? I was okay. I mean, I, I mean, don't, under a hundred pounds. Yeah. I was, yeah. It's different for skin, five skin and bones. versus six foot. Yeah. I wasn't six. I would have maybe been five, six, five, okay. seven going through high school, five, eight. I'm not, I'm not, maybe I'm not sure. Uh Um, (laughs) But, but the, I mean, I just, yeah, I was just so small compared to these dudes who were coming on the court. And uh, my brother ahead of me, he ran very successfully cross country and track. Mm -hmm. So I was transitioning from a public school to a private school. So public school in Southwest Allen County to Bishop Dwanger for high school. So I didn't really have any friends. I didn't really know. So I thought, well, my brother enjoyed cross country. So this will be an easy in for me to get acquainted with new people before I got into school. And so I so I ran cross country and uh, and really, really enjoyed it freshman year, but still planning on, you know, I'm going to I'm going to play basketball. But, you know, come whenever it was November or late October tryouts. Yeah, I'm getting on the court. And just like, I'm getting my butt kicked. Just all sorts of, I just couldn't, I couldn't hold my own. I'm a good shooter, good ball handler, but I just couldn't, just no muscle development, nothing. And so I got cut. And thankfully, I wasn't like too disappointed about it because I knew, well, I enjoyed cross country and I had kind of recognized the fact that I wasn't really built yet to be a good basketball player. So... So I just decided, okay, that's fine. I'll do track. And so I ended up just letting basketball be and focusing more on cross country track. So cross country is in the fall, track's in the spring, Mm -hmm. basketball is in the winter. So instead of doing basketball in the winter, you're just training year round. Training with the exception of my sophomore year, I did swimming. Okay. I think it was my sophomore year. Our stories are very similar. What did you do? But except I haven't grown since the seventh grade height wise. I put on weight, but... So I was a great basketball player just because I was taller than everybody else. I had no other skills. So as soon as everybody caught up with me in height, my basketball career is over. 
So freshman year, played basketball, but not very much. Set the bench a lot. So sophomore year, I tried wrestling because our school was really big on wrestling. Meanwhile, I did cross country just to get in shape for basketball because I thought basketball was my sport. Mm-hmm. And I ended up being good at cross country. So then I did track in the spring, freshman year. Oh my gosh. Sophomore year, come wow. back and I do cross country, wrestling, track. I was terrible at wrestling because it was my first year and everybody else been wrestling since kindergarten. So then junior and senior year, I just ran all year round. Oh, great. Was it, wait, was this down in Decatur? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. What year did you graduate? 2011. Dwanger in 2011? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You're a lot younger than I, I am. I'm still, I'm still pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> People are generally shocked still when they see me wearing a collar. Uh, which which has turned into i get to use that pretty well when people are surprised to see me as a priest and uh i can throw any number of jokes or witty witty comments at them or just straight up yell at them yeah for, (laughs) for not believing in me but yeah the hispanics are great they they generally for younger priests they'll they'll call you padrecito Uh and these like old hispanic moms they're like oh padrecito oh <laughs> i'm like they're like their grandkid right um just this little little kid dressing up as a priest <laughs> uh but uh but yeah um so running turned out to be a huge just loved it uh-huh. just ended up just falling in love with it and doing okay with it i was never as good as my brother was i was never as dedicated either mm-hmm. even though just the passion was was there i mean i loved the the team i loved the dynamics i loved the you know the summer training and but uh yeah so our so senior year high school we're we're set to have a, a really good team this year and i'm on the fringe of varsity and jv so in cross country in high school you've got seven runners who run varsity and then in postseason, you can have a postseason squad of, I think at the time, I don't know if it's changed, but at the time it was 12 runners. So you've got a, you've got a squad of 12 guys in postseason, but only seven are, are, are running. Mm-hmm. And then of those seven, the first five are scored yeah. um, to, to determine how your team does. And our team was, was really good my senior year. And I was right on the fringe of like the seven, eight, ninth runner. Okay. And so like, okay, maybe I could do it. <laughs> And we're doing really good throughout the year. And it comes into the like the time right before postseason is is coming. And I'm just kind of, I'm still like right on that fringe. And I look back at this and I realize that something horrible had happened. I basically cheated my way into the postseason squad, into the seventh man okay. on the running team. Without me knowing it, but I, but I believe that I totally cheated. You cut a corner or something? Oh, no. Oh, oh, it's great. <laughs> uh, so every year, for whatever reason in, in, in high school, every summer, um, and this was the first time it had happened when I was a freshman, I got poison ivy. Mm-hmm. So, so summer's going, whatever, you run through the woods um, and you get poison, poison ivy. ivy. Yeah, so I didn't know what it was until uh, like you started getting it, and yeah. then, and then what had happened is that each year it got worse. Like I would get it a second time that next year, and uh-huh. like as a sophomore, and it was worse than the, the than a freshman year. And it's so 
I started to realize that, yeah, poison ivy, <laughs> it stinks. Um, and you're like, you're running. And so your, your body's like kind of moving. You've got a lot of friction with your legs and your arms. And so poison ivy, it just tended, tended to spread as well. Uh. So junior year, I get it. Senior year, running, running, running. And I get, get poison ivy again. And it's like late September, early October, uh, we're getting into like the kind of the final weeks of the of the season, and I've got. I this think I know where this is going. And I've got this poison ivy, and um, and this one is bad. Uh-huh. I, it's like all over the place, just like legs, arms, head, eyes, like everything. Yeah, I've been there, and like I just remember being miserable in school each day, and like I dressing up at Dwanger, like you had to wear the shirt and the tie, and like everything uh-huh. is always was just like a bear so so finally it just got to the point and and like i said with the friction and things like you've got some you just uh when you've got poison ivy just like rubbing up against each other like you just get some nasty just nasty things going on yeah so i did finally decided to go to ready med to to get it looked at to see like hey like is this is this normal like am i doing okay or am I going to die? Like, am I having a severe <laughs> allergic reaction to right. to this poison ivy? Because I've gotten it every year and it seems to get worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So I go to to the clinic and and she's like looking at my <laughs> it's like looking at my my face and my arms. It's like not horrible. And then and then she looks at my legs and she's like, "Oh, okay, I'll be back." So she goes back and and I get a shot of of something uh-huh. and then i get um and then i get a, a prescription of whatever eight days of um of this drug well the shot and the and the and the drugs they were both steroid right drugs <laughs> um that's what you do yeah and it so happened i didn't realize this at the time but but it all like the timing coincided so perfectly <laughs> that all of a sudden all of my runs they were incredible i felt so good yeah and I was just moving and doing these like 10, 12 mile runs just with ease. And, um, and that, that coincided with some of these last races before the postseason. And my time started dropping pretty dramatically. So I got into the seventh slot <laughs> for the postseason and, um, with the best race of my life. And then as the postseason, wore on uh-huh. i started getting tired and tired <laughs> and my time started slipping back and back so like our team ended up being great we won semi-state and um we didn't have a good showing at, at the state meet but here i was i made the cut but i was really i struggled those last meets and my time just went back to about how it was before and it didn't, it wasn't until like two or three years afterwards that I looked back and I, I thought about, huh, you know, that was a steroid, but certainly like, this isn't what like steroids are when right. you like want to be better at sports. Yeah. Well, you do some quick research. They're called the same out. thing. <laughs> so that's, um, that's, uh, that's how I cheated my way into, <laughs> into the, the postseason. Um, so what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is don't take steroids, kids. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and be ignorant of everything. <laughs> no, uh, I just thought that, that was a funny story. So what I really wanted to share about though was uh, just how since then, I mean, I haven't ran competitively. I, I ran my freshman year of college at Wabash. Um, but even then I was, I was out for most of the season because I, I got a pretty nasty stress fracture. And it was after that, when I started just being on my own and started running just because of it for exercise that I realized how good it was for me hmm. and how important it was for, for me to have this in my life as just a, as a, as a foundation block for how I live is this particular exercise. And, um, Yeah. And so basically through the years, I've been trending up and down for, for good months of, of good training, other months of, of not really doing much, but just how, how good it's been for me as a priest, how good it was at times uh, when I was a seminarian and how it is like of all the sports, running is my, still my favorite and my passion. Um, how often do you run? So right now I'm only doing about three days a week. Mm -hmm. Something happened like three or four months ago. Leg wasn't doing great. So, so I, I, I took the past couple of months off. So I'm now just building back up again. What was fascinating though. So in high school, we started this, there was, there's a website, um, running to And there, there's a couple different of these, but it's a, it's a running log website. So okay. you, you log your, your runs and your. Sounds like a St. Paul quote. What do you mean? Run the race. Oh, running to win. Yeah. Right. Uh, had not. Yeah. Which, which is great. But um, so ever since I was a freshman in high school, I have, I have like a decade worth of runs logged and how I felt too. No like you, way. Could, you could post like your, your comments and your, your, how you were feeling and everything. So every once in a while, it's fun to go back and, and look at like my posts when I was a freshman in high school being uh -huh. like, I ran with the big kids today. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the neat thing going back and you, you see like trends, like when you were running, when you weren't running and when you're talking about the spiritual life, it was really interesting to notice. I saw weeks when I wasn't running or even months and I look back on those months and I realized specifically those were bad months, not bad months because I wasn't running, but like looking at my spiritual life, yikes, like there was some bad, just either prayer didn't exist or prayer was stale or just things were, things were happening. And um, so it was interesting to see that as the trend of running went up and down, so did the trend of my spiritual life. So does the running cause you to have a better spiritual life or is it the times that you don't get out and run are because you're so busy that you don't have time to run or you don't have the discipline to do it. And that's also the times you're too busy for your prayer life or you don't have the discipline for your prayer life. It's more of the second. Okay. Yeah, it's more of the second, but it's, it's more of a, an indicator or a symptom yes. rather than a, a cause of the spiritual. Right. So it's yeah. not a direct, like yeah. I wouldn't yeah. like, although, as you said, you know, St. Paul, he's got a lot of good heart for runners. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was just, it was interesting. So that, that was an indicator of basically like, oh, how am I going to be healthy? How am I going to be happy? How am I going to be holy? Like all of these things are kind of connected and, um, and structuring your day 
is so important for adults yeah and how like there are certain things that we should strive to have in our day no matter what the outside circumstances are um or you know of of course everyone's you've got you've got stuff and stuff happens especially as a priest there's days you can't do some of these things and that's okay but more often than not there should be general habits that you should have and running is one of those and basically the thought was that if i'm running that means that i'm choosing to be disciplined in my day mm-hmm. which means if i'm choosing to be disciplined in my day that means i'm also going to be praying because i know that like these are the important things in my day um and i'm also going to be eating well and hopefully going to bed on time those are big indicators of like how am i cooperating in this life mm-hmm. if i can keep those things on my plate throughout the day so um so do you put running on your schedule like is that something that you block off time for mhm yeah. yeah. Rather than just try to fit it in when you can. Yeah. And it's exactly the same with prayer. Yeah. I very easily can let my prayer just go away yeah. if it's not an intentional decision. Um, because the reality is that prayer is more often than not, it's not glamorous. Right. There's not really a huge excitement or drive to to go to prayer. There's There's, of course, like... I know prayer is is wonderful, but like in terms of just your like your your sentimentality of like I feel the desire to to be in communion with Jesus in this hour. No, that's just not the it's not your typical day in day out. Um, it's a lot easier to just put on a movie. Yes, turn on the TV, scroll through Facebook, anything. Yeah, anything. So yeah, so so the same with running. Like it, it has to go. I I have to choose to do this day in and day out uh, when I can. And th- and that's been that's been huge. I was really thankful. Father Matthew, huge, huge yeah. runner. Uh, I've mentioned him a couple times already, but- uh, Did you guys run together much? Not often. It? Yeah. He has always been, since I've been a priest, and for however many past number of years, he's always been at least three levels <laughs> higher than I have. <laughs> uh, somehow. Yeah. As a, as a man who- who beats me by a number of years, uh, <laughs> he is still incredibly fast. Yeah. Which is, inc- it's just, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I tell people that he was, he's a machine made by the diocese to be a perfect priest. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, all right. Well, Father Daniel, we'll have to, uh, next time talk about bringing people back to the faith. I'm really curious. Yep. Are your thoughts on that? And also curious what your thoughts are on the hazy hero. So as the hazy hero gets a little warmer, it's not as good. Okay. So I think those citrusy flavors, they don't taste as good as the beer just kind of mellows out a little bit. So we were doing some, uh, I forget what you would call them, some darker beers with Father Craig Borchard. Mm, mm -hmm. And he was all about letting them warm up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Which is... I. Which maybe it's remnants from just like all I wanted was a cold Bud Light. Yeah, uh, but I still love a cold beer. So okay, so we've had the Dogfish Head eight uh, seven to eight, seven to eight. That's what you rated it. Oh, okay, yep. The Founders All Day five, and Revolution Brewing. He's a hero. Um, so longevity. The Founders All Day is doing a lot better than 
revolution. So oh. like, like yeah, tasted really good to start. I'm like, yeah, not as <laughs> not as impressed anymore. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'd put it about the same five or a six. Okay. Um, harsh critic, but we got two more to try. For yeah. The next one. I'm yeah. I'm expecting big things. Okay. We'll see up. what happens. All right. Well, thank you so much, Father Daniel. This has been a lot of fun. Always great. We'll keep going. Also, our thanks to Captain Cork for underwriting Flavor of the Week. And we'll be back next week with another episode. One of the best ways you can support us is to share this podcast with your friends. We'd appreciate it. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.